Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Bad Music Hurts podcast, a show dedicated to celebrating and discussing our favorite records. Except when we don't, because it's Christmas time and we have something very special planned for this episode. But before I get to that, I'm going to introduce myself for any new listeners we have. I am Mark Bearclift, and with me today is friend to Marmots and our resident video postcard Lorax, it's Michael Bearclift. Where do you think you're fitting an EP that size, Griswold? Bend over and I'll show you. (laughs) (laughs) It's great to be here. It's early. It's Christmas time. And, you know, it's all joyous, but... Glad to be here. Tis the season. And uh, also with us today as our resident explorer and Machu Picchu Lama Whisperer, it's Amy Grenaccio. Hello, everyone. Good morning. A um, lot of sap in here. Mm, looks great. A little full. <laughs> lot of sap. <laughs> and to kick things off, we are going to be, each of us, constructing our own Christmas EPs. Now, what's a what's an EP? You may have heard us throw around EP and LP before in previous episodes, and uh, to explain these, I'm going to start with LP. An LP is a record or an album. So an artist nowadays would release an album that would be an LP. LP stands for long play. And that's typically about like about uh, 10 to 15, 14, 16 songs, but it, it doesn't have to be. It can be like a double LP, which is about 20 four songs and then uh triple lp which some artists do nowadays but um uh that's an lp an ep is an extended play which is typically kind of a bite-sized baby record it's uh maybe three to five songs and uh this is sort of historical baggage from uh the days of vinyl records where you would have the the typical sized records where albums would be written to and then they would release a half-sized version of the vinyl record for a single or two and maybe a few filler songs and that would be the EP um and that typically is a way to get rid of uh, extra material from one of the recording sessions or uh promotional material for an upcoming LP things of that nature and uh, we thought this would be a perfect format for what we're going to be doing today. So I'm going to pass things off to Amy to explain further. So each of us is creating an EP, and each EP will have five songs. And we are building our EP in a kind of fun way. Um, it's via a drafting process. So just as when a sports team selects, you know, let's say a football player in a draft, they receive exclusive rights to the, sign that player, and that player's off the table for other teams. When one of us picks a song for our EP, it's spoken for and no other sibling may use it. So how do we define um, what is um, like a same song? Same song is performed by the same person. So if someone chooses White Christmas by Bing Crosby, someone else can definitely choose White Christmas by Michael Bublé. Um, Two songs from the same body of work is not allowed. So, for example, um, you cannot have Amy Grant's Tennessee Christmas and Amy Grant's Emmanuel on the same album. Um, And then using the same artist twice on your EP is allowed but discouraged, and it puts you at risk for public shaming and ribbing and teasing by fellow siblings. (laughs) The shame meter is ready to go. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And – Speaking of teasing, um, teasing, um, begging someone not to steal your song, um, you know, (laughs) any sort of rivalry is totally fair game. Um, And lastly, pay attention to your order because if someone steals your song, remember, it's off the table. It is gone. You don't get a chance to get it back. So and also, you know, in an album, you want a flow of your songs to be nice and 
and beautiful. So fun balance there. Um, everyone in agreement with our ground rules? It sounds good to me. I, 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 I can agree. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> now you agree. <laughs> just, just you wait. I'm, I'm not giving none of these songs off. None of them. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before, you know, it, it, you know, how, how do we choose who goes first? Um, well, I thought, you know, since I am the golden child and I always get to go first and I always get the best of everything, ha ha ha, um, I would, you know, be the martyr this time and give it to Bronzy over there, Michael, let the youngest mm, go first. Give him a fighting chance. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with this because I'm going to lock up the song that I think is going to be the biggest issue on my list. So, ha. I get the the benefit here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm <laughs> regretting this already. <laughs> the youngest getting the benefit. What are the odds? <laughs> I know, right? The youngest getting relaxed rules. What? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had it so easy, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, before we get into you know letting Michael go first, though, I thought it would be a good idea to just kind of describe for those who are listening the principles that we used when selecting our songs um i know we all listen to music for different reasons you know me being non-musical i look at lyrics etc so we'll start with you michael what made you choose a song so it was kind of two categories the two categories were kind of either it was a, a classic or it was just a pure instrumental and the reason i kind of was really drawn to instrumentals for this ep is that um, Christmas just has a really distinct sound. And it, it's just kind of interesting to me how different artists capture the sound, quote-unquote, of Christmas. I mean, of course, you have the standard jingle bells or whatever, which is like actual jingle bells. And it's like, oh, it's Christmas, like shoving in your face. It's Christmas, it's Christmas, it's Christmas. But I really like the ones that like, I don't know, try something different or um, are just really kind of more stripped back. Um, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan of kind of more... Um, jazzy, bluesy kind of Christmas music too. So um, that kind of all dictated a lot of my picks here. I tried my best to keep the amount of the lyrical uh, portions on this to a minimum. I think I have two on here that are lyrical, um, just because I thought for an EP it would be a bit jarring switching around vocals too much between artists. So I try to keep it much more kind of instrumental based. Oh man, now I'm I'm actually really terrified for my picks. <laughs> I am so worried right now. <laughs> oh, no. Guys, you not. oh god! Oh, I'm over here like you've got to be kidding me. <laughs> the Vince Guaraldi trio isn't safe. The Vince Guaraldi. Get the backup list. Get get the backup list. (laughs) I know. I'm like looking at my two versions of my AP and going, oh, Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) All right, Mark, what about you? It sounds like we do have very similar criteria. Oh, my God. All right. Well, I didn't get too much into the weeds with like song types like Michael did, where it's like, oh, I'm going to go all instrumental. I'm going to go all vocal. Like uh, for me, I wanted to go more. I, you you could go 100% pure nostalgia route, so songs that I loved in my youth, but maybe don't necessarily seek out nowadays, or I could go purely modern, which it sounds like Michael did, which these songs he would seek out right now, or he could go funny, uh, like the, the hula hoop uh, munchkin song or whatever the hell it is, <laughs> uh, the introspective and cozy sort of vibe, or lighthearted, um, so I, there's many different ways to, to take it, and uh, what I decided to go for was... Uh, Songs that would result in a cohesive EP instead of just kind of a collection of singles. Like, it sounds pleasing to go from one to two to three 
to four to five. Um, and use that as the baseline for me to pick the songs. And for picking the songs, I would pick based on any of the three rules above, where it's, oh, it can be introspective and cozy, or a modern, you know, favorite, or a nostalgic favorite. So any any of those kind of categories are valid, but it's using the cohesive EP uh, uh, foundation as the starting baseline. Um, that's how I orchestrated my picks. Got it. Okay, so for me... I guess I just really struggle with, you know, flow and whether something is cohesive. So I think that I've built a cohesive EP, but I'm sure, you know, a musical person might look at it and say, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Like, I feel like I'm having single after single. So I'm I'm a little worried for that. Um, so that was, was not really like a, a main focus of mine, mostly because I didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> um... So for me, I, I kind of envisioned like, and my husband and I did this last night, but we were decorating our house for Christmas and, you know, setting up the tree, getting all the lights up by, you know, putting stockings by the mantle, set up your nativity. And I remember so vividly like doing this when we were kids with mom and dad, um, you know, it was kind of a big to do. We'd all like set aside time to decorate the tree. We like order Chinese food and it was like a night of decorating. and um, yeah, I guess I, I when I was choosing songs, it had to go through the filter of like, does it have like staying power? Does it stick with me? When I think about like, were we listening to it back when we were kids decorating the tree? Or is it something that we would put on now and would just really put me in the mood for Christmas? So really like pumpy tunes, um, ones that are kind of like uh, – campy, I guess you could say, don't, don't jive with that feeling of like being home and cozy and decorating for Christmas. So I went with kind of more just what made me feel like warm and cozy and, you know, kind of chill. Um, that's not to say all of my songs are slow, but they just are just a little bit more, they can hang. <laughs> so <laughs> They can chill. Yeah, they, they definitely aren't your high strung high beat you know fast beat fast paced songs yeah. high fluting songs there you go <laughs> there you go okay so michael we'll we'll toss it over to you and oh, i'm fearfully starting this <laughs> drafting process so go first what is your first song on your ep <sighs> okay so it's safe it's not creative but gosh darn it it is not christmas without the Christmas song. And there's only one person, one person in the world that can pull this off, and that is Nat King Cole. Oh, that is interesting. He will be kicking off my Christmas L uh, EP, and just because every time I hear this song, just the don Is someone playing the song right now? <laughs> <laughs> Music to my ears. <laughs> Oh, it's perfect. The, it, the instrumental uh, portions of it are just not overblown. They're classy. But I kept on coming back to when I listened to this. I'm like, well, my 
so many people do renditions of this song. So many. It's like so many attempt renditions of yeah. this song. Well, there you go. So I was it was bothering me. I'm like, I know I love this song. I know Nat King Cole is the only one that can pull it off, but why? So like I was gonna try I've tried playing Devil's Advocate on myself and I like was scrubbing my iTunes playlist and there were two other people that had done this Christmas the Christmas song and it was uh, I listened to them just to try to gain insight. I'm like, okay, so why is everyone else failing at this? So I listened first to, and regretfully, I have to admit, I listened to Michael Blue version. And let's just say that, honestly, Blue delivery sounds lackadaisical, not well rehearsed. He sounds so self-important, and he holds on to every vocal delivery just like like one second too long and he's just like the band's like hey hey booba you gotta keep up our tempo here you gotta he's like no 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 this 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 note's gonna be the killer every it's just like oh christ okay so I, I, when i listen to that i'm like yep nope you're, you're trying to be a a very kind of Sinatra wannabe here booba and nat king cole's you, you can't accomplish his his effortless suaveness and coolness and that's kind of what i boiled it down to was not king cole he just he is just that effortless it's just genuine he's just you generally get a sense that he wants to wish you a merry christmas at the end it's not just like oh i want to oh be look at me i'm so smooth i'm so this i'm so this and i was talking to my friend about this about michael buble's version because i was talking about to him about this podcast and what we were doing and I think he summed up Buble in the perfect uh, little uh, description here is that he is the average Kala Acabella frat boy out of college who thinks he's Sinatra. Anyway, <laughs> enough crapping on He's Buble. like, is it like Andy Bernard from The Office? <laughs> um, I, I don't know The Office, so I can't really uh. say. But like, I don't know. The guy that holds on to his college days of acapella and is trying <laughs> way too hard. Um, and then I also, I love Amy Grant, and I'm sure we're also going to have stuff of Amy Grant on other of our EPs, but <sighs> poor Amy Grant. She comes so close, so gosh darn close. She has the, she, on the flip side of what Nat King Cole has with the suaveness and genuineness, Amy Grant's just like a warmth and just a gentleness that like, is also genuine. I re-listened to hers as well, and oh my god. So, towards the end of the song, you know how they're saying when, like, and uh, kids, like, look to see if reindeer really know how to fly? So, during that phrase, it's like Amy Grant gets touched with a freaking branding iron right into her back, like, right in the middle of this, because she, I kid you not, go back and listen to this song, because it's, like, it's jarring, the volume change. Know how to fly. (laughs) It just, I know exactly what you're talking about, and and I agree. I have not thought of it like like, that before, but guess what? Now I will. It's like, oh, so close, Amy. Love ya, but no cigar. I'm sorry. Like, uh, so... Am I being a little ridiculous? Most likely. Nitpicky? Definitely. But I'm sorry. In summary, Nat King's Cole. Only version. You can't have Christmas without the Christmas song. And for that reason, it's kicking off my album. <laughs> well done. But I, I'm curious. I mean, Bing Crosby also does the Christmas song. Why not him? Oh, I actually didn't listen to him because I, I, I was going off of what was kind of in my playlist and what uh, I was aware of of who did it. So I, I, I forgot that Bing Crosby did it. So maybe maybe he's a contender. I don't know. We'll, we'll see if he's up to it. <laughs> I kind of like put those guys in the same bucket with Frank Sinatra, you know, 
um, Bing Crosby, you know. They, they both do really good Christmas renditions mm-hmm. of famous songs, for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, all right, thank God. <laughs> that was not on my list. I'm actually kind of relieved with that. That's not yes. on my list either. <laughs> oh, yes, all it's all, all mine right. for the taking. <sighs> all right, okay. Silver, your turn. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> no, no, it's platinum, please, please. Oh, uh-huh. um, Whatever. So, I'm going to be picking one that uh, bugged me the first few times I heard it, where I'm like, ugh, darling, really? What is this, the 1950s? And, 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 <laughs> I, and I really didn't like it most of the time, and it kind of was disappointing, because it was one of those songs that was always on the Christmas radio. Um, and then I kind of went through this other phase where it's like, oh, it's okay, but... I have strong feelings. I don't care. And now I genuinely adore this song and uh, look forward to it popping up on the Christmas station every single year. So I'd be remiss if I did not pick the 1970 single, Merry Christmas Darling by The Carpenters. Oh. Huh? Oh, I really? I forgot about that song. And that's, I love that song too. I, yeah. So here's the thing with this. This sounds like, it sounds fine. It really does on the radio. It's like, this is a pleasing song, but I I encourage, no, I implore you, download this song and listen to it with headphones, because this is like an interesting, like a surprisingly interesting and complex song in terms of the vocal layers going on, especially towards the the gradual build to the climax where all the vocals sort of waterfall down you. And it's, it's, it's a beautiful, beautiful snowy night with all these vocals kind of draping over you like a, a silk cloth. It, it actually is really nice. And uh, I, I am a sucker now for the darling aspects of it. I think it's, I think it's sweet. And um, <laughs> the fact that I look forward to this every single year, um, I, I can't not pick this song. And so it has the nostalgic value for me. I look forward to it nowadays. In terms of flow, I think it is a perfect way to kick things off. And after the vocal waterfall, I think it segues perfectly into my uh, second choice, but mm. we'll get to that later. Mm. Oh, interesting. So I was talking about this with a friend the other day about how now when we have like pet names or, you know, like things that we call a significant other, it's like baby, you know, honey. It's just my bay. Bay. <laughs> Which, you know, take it or leave it. But it's kind of refreshing to hear someone call a beloved darling. You know, yeah, what is this, the 1950s? Exactly. But, I mean, it's it's kind of a breath of fresh air. If I hear one more, like, Merry Christmas, baby, I might puke. Yeah, but ba- baby's overplayed. Baby's mm-hmm. overplayed. Bring mm-hmm. back the darling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Okay, so now now is my like now is the point of no return for me because neither of you picked a song that I had drafted for the first slot. But I have two choices, so it's like, oh, which route do I go? You've done this yourself. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Here goes. Um so my first song is I kind of had a very similar um approach to michael where there's only a few people that can pull off that just like effortlessly cool 
Christmas sound and I went the Bing Crosby route and I did It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Oh, nice choice. It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas Everywhere you go Take a look in the five and ten Listening once again With candy canes and silver lanes aglow And I love it just because it's it's not too pumpy. It's not too um, – it doesn't have a lot of um, frills. It's just nice. It's talking about like, you know, my initial criteria was I it had to remind me of those days of decorating for Christmas with mom and dad. And um, this is, you know, it talks about like – you know, people just setting up, getting ready. There's, you know, trees going up, there's candy canes and, you know, everything is just kind of coming together. People are getting in that festive spirit. So I thought it'd be a perfect doorway to my, or entryway to my EP to kind of set that mood um, with the, not only the music, but the lyrics themselves, literally telling you that we are beginning our Christmas album. <laughs> I like that. I like yeah. that. There's a, a bustliness to it. Like yeah. a uh, setup time. Exactly. Nice. So I, I kind of, um, for me, it's, it was the imagery of it all from the lyrics and just like it, the, the beat was, you know, I didn't want to start off with just like a a hymn. You know, I wanted something with a little little bit of um, pep to it, but just not too poppy. And this this fit the bill perfectly. And Bing Crosby just, oh, I, maybe it's his appearance in White Christmas. Maybe it's his just like effortless delivery of all these Christmas classics. But I love him. <laughs> <laughs> kind of wish he was alive um, today. Yeah, I totally agree. And to think it took, uh, like, I do love Bing Crosby too. And I don't think he, he, uh, maybe, well, I don't, I don't want to spoil it, but, um, but I couldn't believe that I had not seen White Christmas. I had heard all those songs like for years and years and years, like you're saying, when we decorate the tree, but it took me to like high school, I think, to see White Christmas. And I was like, this is amazing. Like, how have I not seen this movie yet? Yeah, it's a joy to see him in action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's incredible, too, that they, you know, sing all that while, like, getting a full cardio workout and dancing and remembering their steps and, like, lifting girls in the air. <laughs> yep. And tamp dancing with Danny fucking K. Yep. <laughs> the hap, hap, happiest Christmas <laughs> on this side of the nuthouse. Yeah. No, I, I encourage any listeners that love Bing Crosby Christmas songs and have not seen that movie go see that movie it's a great movie at least if you're interested even in the slightest in um in his uh christmas songs mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah i agree all right so we uh, all of us got our first pick so this is really interesting so michael back to you what's what's next on your album so as a refresher uh, what was your first pick you had um the christmas song by nat king cole so mm-hmm. what is your second pick so my second pick is now time to kind of throw in some some fun into the mix i love carol the bells like it's a classic instrumental and so i it was i was toying with this i love trans-siberian orchestra but it was throwing one of their songs in there as my top choice would kind of really clash with what i was trying to pull off here because they are all out full throttle no there's no first gear of them it's only that you're maxing out the gearbox with them and it's i love them for that but that being said i'm like you know I'm like, that's not really going to gel well with the other stuff I have on here. And so I chose Carol the Bells by The Last Bison. And so if for those of you who don't know The Last Bison, they're uh, kind of like, imagine a group that shows Mumford and Sons how it's done. 
so they bring a, a great twangy, folky country style with like hint of orchestra. So they got xylophone, they got violin, they got a banjo and a cello, and they just freaking rock out the carol, the bells. It's just fantastic. Like the the violin definitely makes it. So uh, for that reason, it always gets kind of my head bobbing just because the the rhythm of Carol the Bells is always really catchy. But it's also not in your face. It's still very tasteful. It still really fits with everything else I got on here. Um, and for that reason, uh, Carol the Bells by Last Bison definitely follows up uh, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole. And, um, and heck, I remember even talking to Mark about this and uh, about the Last Bison. The fact that we're like, if anyone's going to do Christmas music, it's got to be them. Like they were the the few groups I had on here that were non-exclusive Christmas singing groups or were. Um, known classics that were like yeah they they definitely got it they they understand so um for that reason they definitely earn a spot on my ep so i didn't know they had a christmas album that's i'm gonna go check that out and i i have to (laughs) my second reaction to your choice is that um i have a feeling you like narrowly escaped being just murdered by mark because i suspect that carol of the bells is that is as well <laughs> well stick around the answer might shock you yeah. <laughs> um yeah because i actually mark i remember that was my favorite song that you would play on the piano as kids mm-hmm. that was one of mine too i loved that song yeah it was really really good so very cool so you have the christmas song and um carol the bells by last bison Interesting. All right, Mark, you're up. Oh, I'm so glad this is still around. I was petrified when Michael mentioned jazz in his description. I was clinging to the song for dear life. Don't do it, Mark. No, don't do it. And it's still here. Don't do it. I'm don't doing do it. it. Oh, so God. after the the vocal climax waterfall from Merry Christmas, Darling, it, it tapers off. We have a little bit of silence. And then we get a little bit of the... Of Christmas time is here, the instrumental you? version. Vince Vigaraldi Trio. Jerk. <laughs> I got it, mother. <laughs> I got it. Uh, of course, off 1965's A Charlie Brown Christmas. So I mentioned instrumental version. There's nothing wrong with the kid version, but the instrumental take truly is something else. It's it's subdued, but it's quiet and and comforting. It's like a crackling fire or like a, embers of a fire uh, late at night and there's snow falling outside. It's just cozy and beautiful. And I'm so glad I got this song. <sighs> Gosh Dang it. darn it, Mark. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, get out the backup list. Here we yeah. go. <laughs> well. Yeah, and after I, and, and the reason I'm mixing instrumental and uh, vocals here, uh, you know, I, I think you need. I needed something to kick things off, and the vocals of the uh, "Merry Christmas, Darling" I think was a good way to do that. But afterwards, like it, we need a little bit of pacing here, and I, the, the "Christmas Time Is Here" the instrumental version is a fairly long song, and I think having a a nice sort of uh, breather after Merry Christmas Darling, which is pretty dense of a song, actually. Um, I think having something kind of drawn out and thin, or not thin, wispy, like Christmas Time is Here, is a, a great follow-up. <sighs> <sighs> All right, you're getting one last <laughs> gift this year. 
Uh, okay, so this is problematic. Give me, give me a minute to just kind of reassess my life here. Um, oh, it's all smooth sailing from here. Okay, okay. So um, <clears throat> my second pick is also jazzy, and you're not and kind of bluesy, and you're not gonna find it on Spotify or anywhere else. You actually have to Google it. Um, to get the YouTube video, it is from the Home Alone soundtrack, and it's Please Come Home for Christmas by Southside Johnny and the Ashbury, Ju- Ashbury Jukes. And they are, in my humble opinion, the only people that can pull off this song ever, period, end of story. <laughs> um, and it's, you know, if you remember the original Home Alone, it's where um, – you know, they realize they left Kevin at home and his mom is flying back and she's at the airport and her husband is like staying with the family and she and is saying goodbye to her. So it's um they're kind of hugging in the airport before they separate, you know, split ways and um this song plays. And um so I'll give you guys a little bit of you know chance to just go Google this song and the first like three seconds you're gonna be like, Oh yeah. Bells will be ringing the glad, glad news. Oh, what a Christmas. This is, this yep. is where it's at. And it's just kind of smooth. And, you know, I kind of envision, like, being home, decorating, and, like, making hot chocolate and, you know, putting ornaments on a tree. And So this was actually one of my top backups so, really? Oh no! Oh kidding. no! So I I know exactly what you're talking about yes. here, but I agree. It's it's a great rendition, and I'm not sure of like many other who the other popular artists are that cover this. But I agree. When I kind of hear this song, like it definitely this is kind of the one that kind of pops up into my head. Yeah, his voice is a little gravelly. It's got got some grit to it, and it's just oh, the delivery is perfect. I love the little like guitar solo the yeah. guy at the end too. Burr, 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 burr. Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know, I love it. Um, but I I will say I am worried because you know you guys have put a lot of thought into like um the the musical flow song over song that Lord Huron does so well that you know a lot of our favorite artists do so well and in my ep i go from it's beginning to look a lot like christmas by bing crosby which has a very distinct sound and feel to totally rocking out bluesy please come home for christmas so i will say this pick comes with an acknowledgement that the flow might not be all that great it's probably falling in line with like pop albums that have song a little bit of audio fuzz switching over to the next track song mm-hmm. you know so i it, it's a sacrifice i'm willing to make because i love this song so much and i didn't know where else to put it in my order because my last three i'm pretty certain on how i want it to go no there's nothing wrong with making a collection of of really really good christmas songs um regardless of whether or not they flow together it's just different priorities and uh we'll see which one uh, uh stacks up the best in the end i mean for all we know actually yours might turn out the best yeah. <laughs> so, you know, what's interesting, too, I, I was just remembering the home. We had the Home Alone soundtrack, um, you know, at home growing up and we would put it on. And there was do you guys remember there was one song on that album that was like hip hop rappy and it would oh. piss dad off to no end. Like oh, that, that's 
It'd be like, have a merry, merry Christmas, Christmas and, and a happy, happy new, new year. Happy new year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah, I would get like visibly upset. <laughs> <laughs> Why are my kids listening to that hippity hop? <laughs> anyway, I just had to bring up that memory. So, okay. That's my second choice. Michael, I'm, I'm very like – Warm and fuzzy inside, knowing that you picked that as your alternate. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. means I. Picked so now one. I need the backup list to the backup list. <laughs> <laughs> what is what is this plan C D? Yeah. <laughs> All right, Michael. So remind us about your first two and go into your second. Okay. Yep. So we have the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, kicking us off, uh, followed by Carol the Bells by The Last Bison, and then we have on my EP the first lyrical piece. Um, and this is, again, an artist that I think is the one artist that can pull this off. And it's Amy Grant. It's my first Amy Grant choice. And, my, of course, because of the rules, my only, only Amy Grant choice. But one that always just kind of reminds me, Amy, a little bit what you're saying. This is more kind of a nostalgic pick. It reminds, it reminds me a lot of Decorating the Trees. We listened to both Amy Grant's um, albums, which I believe once I, I got them up here. Um, I forget what, what they're actually... Called. I know what they look like, but you're right. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Her, her, uh, a Christmas album, aptly named, um, and Home for Christmas. So both those albums we listened to just profusely during the Christmas, um, Christmas time, especially when we were decorating the tree. And this one just kind of always brings me back. This is one that uh, I always kind of go to on don't her albums, it. and that's um, Have Yourself it. a Merry Little Christmas. Oh, thank God. <sighs> I know. I'm breathing a sigh of relief, too. <laughs> <laughs> and this one, I don't, it, it's just, it's very simple and that's it kind of gels with everything else it's kind of again it's not trans-siberian it's not like guns blazing and all that it's just amy grant has just the perfect buttery smooth voice it's like a nice kind of echoey reverb in there as well and it's a song that always leaves me wanting more like it's only like a two and a half minute song not even and it's just like the best description of the song if for me i can come up with is it's a musical hug when you come home for christmas it really is it just reminds me of that moment when you kind of come home and everyone's just kind of like visiting and like how you doing everyone's hugging it's just it reminds me of those kind of moments in christmas and um i don't know that those memories coupled with the strip act instrumentals with amy grant's um just great delivery i don't know it definitely deserves a place and blends very well with everything else I have here on this EP. So for that reason, it definitely earns a spot as the hump over my EP. So the third song. Have yourself a merry little Christmas Let your heart be light From now on our troubles will be out of sight You know, there's, you know, I'm usually paying attention to the lyrics, um, and there are two um, phrases in this song that just I think are are perfect. It's it's minimalistic in the amount of words they use, but they convey that feeling of warmth and Christmas. And um, you know, it it, one of them is let your heart be light. Mm -hmm. So have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Just that let your heart be light. What a way to say that, you know? Um Mm -hmm. I don't know if I would have 
thought of saying it in that way off the top of my head, you know, writing this for the first time, but that hits home. And then secondly, um, I think it's later on in the song um, where it's through the years, we all will be together if the fates allow. It just kind of like reminds you that like this is special. You guys are together this year right now and don't take it for granted. I mean, if the fates allow, we'll be together next year and the year after the year after that. But we don't know. So appreciate like live in the moment is what that says to me. And um, yeah, I, I love the lyrics of this song. That is a great choice. It is a great choice, and I would agree with Michael. Uh, Amy Grant's rendition is is really good. Really, uh, as you said, buttery. <laughs> it, it hits me in the butter zone. <laughs> it's more buttery than those uh, those dog bone cookies. Oh my god! It's more butter than man now. <laughs> Silky and delicious. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Oh, man. All right, Mark, now it's your turn. Remind us of your first two. Um, and then, you know, you were also kind of scared with Michael, so now I'm scared with what you're going to say, but go go for it. Don't worry about this one. Believe me, neither of you have anything to fear for this one. Okay. Um, so the first one, Merry Christmas, Darling, leading into, much to your guys' chagrin, uh, Merry, uh, Christmas Time is Here, the instrumental version by uh, Vince Guaraldi Trio. And uh, then we have... O come, o come, Emmanuel no, by Gene no, Cotter. No, um, no, no. <laughs> Are you serious? Are you serious right now? I can't on, believe Mark. how similar this is. Michael, you're getting screwed. That was my safe choice. That was my last one. That's your safe choice. Michael, try Googling this person. She doesn't exist. Like, you can, I think I found her Many Snows Christmas album, which the song comes from on Amazon, and that's it. Like, there's, she, this is, no, there's nowhere out there, and the only reason I know about this person, and it's a it's a piano version, it's strictly piano. I know about this just because uh, she made a, a Christian song, uh, "Laughing with the Moon," that I played nonstop for like five years of my life, and uh, my instructor at the time gave me uh, one of her Christmas song sheet music printouts for me to play during Christmas time, and he gave me the uh, recording so I could use to play along with it. That's the only reason I have this song or even know this person, like, exists and did Christmas songs. That's where it came from. Yeah, because I was thinking the That's same thing. So That's where it came from. Yeah. Huh. So, <laughs> year of release? Who knows? I don't have that, because it's not online. <laughs> um, I think it's the perfect follow-up to Christmas Time is Here, because... Uh, Christmas time is here. Also, heavily featured a piano. Piano was very prominent, but it did have other instrumentals. Christmas time is here. The instrumental version was I mentioned, like a warm fire. It was like embers going out as the night goes on, and then O Come O Come Emmanuel is like a brisk winter night. It's it's a little bit cold feeling almost, but it's 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 still peaceful. It's comforting in an odd way because it is it is kind of a little chilling in a way, but it's it's. It's inspiring is what it is. And I think it's a, a beautiful instrumental follow-up to uh, the Christmas Time is Here instrumental because um, it's even more stripped back. It's even more quiet. It's like we're in the dead of night Christmas Eve and nothing's happening. Maybe a little bit of snow is falling, but you can see the moon reflecting on the snow everywhere. It's really quiet and beautiful, and I encourage everyone to seek it out if you can ever find it because it's not on iTunes. Good luck. Yeah, no, I, I seriously. <laughs> while you were t while you were talking, I typed, I googled it, 
one on Spotify and one on iTunes, and I cannot find it. <laughs> I, I promise you the song exists. <laughs> yeah. So it's it's all instrumental then? It's all piano? It is a strictly piano song. Wow. Okay. It's, it is it is beautiful. I was that's why I was like it I oh gosh darn it, Mark. Because it was like perfect. I cannot believe this was on your list. It was now, now Mark, you have to play this for us when you come home for Christmas. Not I yet. did play this song at one point in mm-hmm. time. I know. Now you have to do it again because <laughs> I'm gonna be curious <laughs> to hear it. Yeah, because it like well the reason I have it, Mark, is we used to share iTunes accounts, if you remember, and we I mean we still share like pretty much every all the music we have, uh for the like for the most part. But, I mean, that's the only reason I think I have it is we shared the Christmas playlist. Oh. Um, oh, yeah. But I agree. It was just kind of the one that, like, sat on the playlist that would occasionally come up on shuffle. Occasionally, it just it would be just play all the way through just because I was like, uh-huh, okay, yep, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> And then, like, then I was like, oh, no, this is actually really good. And I'm, I'm glad that I'm, it's... That explains where it comes from because I was like, every time I hear a song, I'm like, this reminds me so much of like you playing on the piano when we're home for Christmas. And that explains why because that's where it came mm-hmm. from. Yeah, <sighs> for those of listeners that don't know us, Mark is our annoyingly musically talented sibling who can play mm-hmm. just anything. <laughs> so <laughs> it seems not accurate, but I'll take it. Mark, <laughs> what you just did is you pulled a mom, you took my Dairy Queen cone and bit <laughs> off the dollop. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself. <laughs> He's not kidding about that. Our mom used to, when we would go to Dairy Queen, and and, and we'd get the uh, uh, soft serve with the little, you know, little twirl at the top. Yeah. She would lick the top off as the mom tax and then pass it back to us. She took the best part. Yeah, as the driver, like, should be the one getting the cones from the window and passing it back. It was, you know... Here's here's your thanks, mom, for stopping at Dairy Queen. And she'll lick off the best part. Oh come on! You're such deprived children. Oh, was the worst. <laughs> so you like had to account for that in whatever size you ordered. So if you normally got a small, it was really going to be an extra small by the time the mom tax was taken. So it's, it's the mom tariff. <laughs> <sighs> oh, okay. All right, so I guess it's my turn again. Um, so as a reminder, I have It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Bing Crosby and Please Come Home for Christmas by Southside Johnny and the Ashbury du- Jukes. Um, and then my my third pick, um, this was a toss-up. I had um, – I have two choices, both by Amy Grant and totally different feels. Um, and I'm I'm wondering, can I – like want to say both, but at the same time, I might need to reserve one in case one of you takes my last couple. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, oh God, which way should I go? Which way should I go? You must choose. You must choose. <laughs> you got the red album and the blue album. Maybe. Yeah, I know. You must choose. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna hate myself by the time this recording comes out, but I think I'm gonna choose it anyway, just because of the nostalgia of it all okay so uh, (laughs) i can't i can't do it (laughs) i literally cannot pull this trigger uh all right so i'm gonna choose all right screw it emmanuel by amy grant and the reason i'm choosing it is because i you know we went you know for those of you who don't know know us the three of us went through a catholic grade school k through eight and we had a music teacher that 
at, you know, I didn't know this was an Amy Grant song. Um, I didn't know it was something that was previously recorded. I, you know, in my naive little girl mind thought that my music teacher had made up this song and taught it to us. And I thought it was the coolest thing I had ever heard. I mean, cooler than whatever was on the radio at the time. But, you know, it just goes through and it goes through all, you know, wonderful counselor. It's got, it's like really high beat, which breaks my principles, I know, which is why I like had kind of a conundrum in choosing this. It was this and something else, just a little bit more chill by Amy Grant. But I, I just remember so vividly, like she would give us tambourines and like wood blocks in the class and we'd just be like jamming all of us out to this song and everyone knew the words. Um, and so even, even like the cool kids in our class would just get really into screaming this on the top of their lungs and it would be stuck in my head. And then, um, I had this really good friend, you know, at the time she lived in our neighborhood her name was Carolyn, and we I, we would go over to her house. And I remember one year, we got her mom really angry because we had heard it in music class before Thanksgiving, and they had like a strict rule in their family that there was no Christmas music until <laughs> oh, after no. Thanksgiving. So of course we go home, and I like realize that you know it wasn't a song that our music teacher had made up off the top of her head. That it was something that we each had on CDs in our own house. So we went home and we like put it on a CD. That's how long ago this was. And um, <laughs> we listened to it at, at Carolyn's house and we just like cranked the volume and we're like running around and like screaming it and singing it. And her mom, I'm sure, was part laughing at us, part angry at us since we were <laughs> playing it before Thanksgiving. There are rules, Amy. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> I know. So that's like the first – that's like the main draw for me. It's just the nostalgia and the memories and I can't explain it. And I know it's like not like a great – musically beautiful choice it's just i can't i can't let go of it in my head um and then secondly you know fast forward 10 years and i'm listening to it again you know probably at home decorating with mom and dad and i am a little bit more grown up obviously and i'm realizing the meaning behind the lyrics that all of the things that she's saying all mean god Emmanuel, Wonderful Counselor, Lord of Life, Lord of All, Prince of Peace, Mighty God, Holy One. And that's the lyrics of the song. And I'm like, this song basically says God, 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 <laughs> God. <laughs> Amy Grant goes full Pokemon. <laughs> yeah. But this is the one time, Michael, you know, you were saying earlier in the podcast that like Amy Grant didn't deliver with the Christmas song and mm -hmm. you wanted so bad. This one – she just slays the song. <laughs> <laughs> Amy Grant, the slayer. Yeah, I'm just <laughs> imagining her in a church choir in one of those like red robes. And she's just like kind of got the sister act thing going on, like arms going. I, I don't know. I can't – I cannot defend this song choice any better than what I've already told you. It, it's just – it's so personally nostalgic that I – like I said, I can't let it go. So that is number three. That's the height of my album is out of place, very jumpy Emmanuel that I'm surprising myself that I even said this. 
<laughs> I do enjoy Amy Grant, and I really do enjoy that song too. I would have considered it if it if it with the tone of my EP at all, but um, I definitely agree. It is it is a fun rocking song. It is. It's it. it oh, it is. <sighs> all right. I think I may have spared one of you. I, you know, the other way I would have gone with Amy Grant. So, Michael, your turn. Well, you can't choose Amy Grant. You are you're mm-hmm. exhausted on her. Yep. Mark still can though. Yeah, then Mark came and you know took the last <laughs> two songs of my EP and was like, "Yeah, yoink." <laughs> <sighs> and then I stole your backup. So good luck to you. <laughs> okay, so one, give me like two seconds. I'm gonna go into my iTunes real quick and just listen to the beginning of one song because, like, I listed as my backup. I'm having a hard time recalling it how it begins. Oh man, we really screwed you. Over. Yeah. <laughs> I feel kind of bad. <laughs> I don't feel bad at all. Oh, yep. Okay. No, 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 no. Okay. So, yes, Mark, you may have chosen Christmas Time is Here, but uh, there still is one other pick on a Charlie Brown Christmas that I think still fits very well with what I have here. So, in its place, specifically, I had I have my top five listed. Then I had like kind of in the separate at the very, very bottom, hidden away in the corner. I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to need those. Like that kind of thought. I had all my backups. But one backup, I did put put it into the top five as like a subset of Christmas Time is Here Instrumental. And that is O Tannenbaum by, uh, what is it, Vince Garaldi Trio, right? Um, so the, the Christmas uh, uh, Charlie Brown special people. Um, and so this one, I don't know. I just, I really like it. It has a nice... Nice smooth piano opening. It also got has those kind of jazzy. Doom, doom, doo, 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 doo. Yeah, no, it's just perfect. I like it. It's it's got kind of the same, just really kind of smooth instrumental vibes that fit with a lot of the other stuff I have on here. Um, and kind of again picking it up just slightly after kind of the nice relaxed uh, vibe we had from uh, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas" from Amy Grant. But again, I wanted to try to keep it where it you would have kind of pickups in tempo and and a little like like a sine wave. You'd have your peaks and valleys. But I didn't want I didn't want the amplitude to be too high. I wanted those changes to just be kind of slight. And um, while Mark, you took a Christmas time is here. I think Otan and Bomb still fits very well here. And I I was thinking back. I was like I couldn't I can't believe and I'm quite ashamed of myself that it took us probably until I think it was last year that I purchased this album and put it in my iTunes playlist. I can't believe it took me that long because I mean it's it's definitely an album that. When you hear it, you're like, yep, that's Christmas, all right. It it just, it, it, it fits perfectly. It kind of gets back to, I think Mark and I always kind of had this conversation how we were always in awe of John Williams' uh, Home Alone soundtrack. How we're like, he literally created Christmas music out of nothing. It's yeah. surprisingly great. It's, it's amazing. And I think this soundtrack from A Charlie Brown Christmas achieves that same feat. It pretty much takes, hey, we're going to take jazz and make it, Christmassy, but just not use any of the original material. There's no jingle. Well, there's no like, oh, like classic jingle bells or whatever. It's just like they do have the Christmas song on here as well. But um, for the most part, it's it's just kind of like 
original stuff, original songs, and it's just it's just nice instrumental stuff that they created Christmas music out of nothing. Um, and I was just surprised. I mean, I always thought, like, I never really was that attached to the Charlie Brown animated special. It was always that, like, film that, like, the teachers put on when it was around Christmas, like, winter break, and they were just like, oh, God, I can't, I just can't do this anymore. So they just throw it up and, like, here, kids, just freaking watch this. And they're, they're they're just sitting in their desk, like, having some hot cocoa that might have some stuff in it. But <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> But anyway, that, that's uh, that's hi- that's hyperbole. That didn't happen. But anyway, um, <laughs> but um, I don't know. I always kind of viewed the Charlie Brown animated special as that. And I was thinking about this. I'm like, I don't think that special would really hold any sort of water outside of nostalgia if it weren't for this this uh, soundtrack. I, I, like, and that's that's truly an amazing feat if you think about it. Like, yeah, everyone when they think of the animated special, I think thinks of the music. It's like, what is it about? Yeah, Linus has a speech about what Christmas is actually about. Okay, yeah, but like, it's like that moment and the music that I think is the things that really stand out of that Christmas special. And I think it just goes to show how truly amazing it was. And I was reading the um the digital booklet that came with it. And I had no idea, but I was reading through it. It was kind of cool. They had like an editorial from, um, um, I forget what his name is, but some guy who wrote kind of like biographical work on, on, um, the artists of this, the soundtrack. And I had no idea, but this song got inducted into the library of Congress or like the entire album in 2012. And only, yeah, only 24 other vintage recordings were selected and, with, in quotes, with the promise of permanent preservation housed in the library's state-of-the-art Packard campus for audiovisual conservation. So, wow. like, I was like, holy crap, I had no idea. So I thought that was a super interesting little factoid to kind of throw in there. But yeah, anyway, it's really long-winded, but um, I think that definitely fits well after Amy Grant's Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, because that kind of takes us down a little bit, and then um, Otanenbaum kind of picks us up a little bit, gives a nice little beat a little jazzy beat in there. Um, and again, kind of sticking with my, it still fits very well with my, my overall theme of instrumentals. So yes, Mark, you may have stolen my, my nice top four pick, but luckily I had a backup to kind of slip right into there. So this is my backup too. Um, I, I agree. I definitely enjoy, I think the best part of the song or the best aspect of the song is the division between the parts. Like it starts off like a very straight, uh, Oh, Tenenbaum. Um, you know, they're kind of just playing the song nicely slowly and then they go into like the the jazz breakdown and it continues the rest of the song and it's 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 uh that's always been a treat of mine i i do enjoy that song a lot so um i will allow that pick for you (laughs) (laughs) so i have a an association with this song i just think um you know in our family when we decorate the tree i am a i am pro tinsel I am decidedly for tinseling a tree, but no one in my family has the patience to do it. Um, so I kind of in, have heard this song playing in the background when all of you guys are just like totally done sitting on the couch, drinking a beer or whatever and, and chatting. And here I am, lone, you know, last woman standing tinseling the tree. And this is the song that, you know, I kind of associate with that kind of mellow end of the night, you know entry and then just chill you know Mm -hmm. you're the decorator we need 
No, not deserve, Amy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, tinsel's one of those things where, like, I I probably curse half a dozen times while tinseling <laughs> the tree because it gets all tangled and then half of it ends up on the floor. Because you're like, did I tinsel the tree or myself? Like- <laughs> yeah, it, like, sticks to you, the static. <laughs> so it's 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 not my most favorite activity in the world, but a tinseled tree at night with the lights twinkling, oh, it's just so beautiful, so... I will always have a tinseled tree. You know, speaking of which, I need to go pick some up because the tree we decorated last night has none and it just cannot happen. So it's <laughs> <laughs> not acceptable. Not in my house. <laughs> yeah, not in my house. Oh man. All right, Mark. All right. So we're we're nearing the end of uh, the penultimate song. So um to the, to refresh our listeners, uh, Merry Christmas Darling by the Carpenters. Then into Christmas Time is here, instrumental. Then into the O Come O Come Emmanuel, Don't Search For It, You Won't Find It by Gene Cotter. And then um, my fourth pick, I am very happy this is still here. Um, I did have to pick at least one Amy Grant song. I could not not I knew it. pick Amy I Grant. I knew it. Mm-hmm. I know mm-hmm. what you're going to say, and you're welcome, because this was... <laughs> I mean, I don't know, maybe, but uh, for me, the memories for her Christmas albums come from gingerbread house making. And I think we only mm-hmm. did this actually once, where we were downstairs in the basement and we put on her CDs as we were decorating our gingerbread houses. But that has stuck with me. It's sort of been, like, burned into my brain, where it's like, Amy Grant is gingerbreads and Christmas time. <laughs> and it, it always just sort of brings me back to that time, and it was really good. And I think Michael was making a, uh, I think, quote, ghetto <laughs> gingerbread house. Yeah, I, rem- I remember that. No, 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 no. That- that was anti-Anne. I, I did not make the ghetto. That I, It was later that we had the snowball war in front of the gingerbread house where we had Twizzlers as the blood. That was the subsequent year, Mark. You, I will never understand. Go ahead, Mark. <laughs> All right. So my pick is Amy uh, from 1992's Home for Christmas. It's The Night Before Christmas. Oh. What? what which one is wow. this? Hold on. Yeah, one second. It's Night Before Christmas. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Oh. Uh, okay. Yeah. I know this song is cheesy. It, it like that cheesy choir with the "You don't have to be an angel to sing harmony." As they sing harmony, it's uh, <laughs> it's a little it's a little much. Yeah. But I really do love this song. The children at the beginning, like the kicking off of the song, is is fantastic. The children going, mm-hmm. yeah. Oh my After gosh. The- coldness of O Come O Come Emmanuel hearing that is like walking back inside like oh okay oh, this is oh, this is comforting choice. it's like a big blanket being draped over you and it's really sweet it brings back memories of the old house gingerbread houses as I said before Aww. and uh and, and, you know, it's time to bring back some levity because I did kind of experiment with something that's a little bit more mellow and potentially even somber with Okomokomi Manual and uh, Christmas Time is Here. Um, so having something that is decidedly hopeful in the night before Christmas is it, we're bringing it back. And uh, I really do. I love Immigrant. I love this song. And uh, uh, cheesy children and all oh wow i'm okay can i just say now that each of us has chosen an amy grant song and it's she's now off the table i thought 100 percent that you were going to choose tennessee christmas by amy grant i thought one of you guys was because that was what i was trying to choose between was you know emmanuel and tennessee christmas and i thought 
I thought for sure that's where you were headed. That's like... Everyone in the family loves Tennessee Christmas. Yes. I have always just thought Tennessee Christmas was okay. Really? I don't, oh, I don't hate it. I just don't love it, you know? Yeah. Mm. Interesting. Oh, you know, I I forgot the song that you just chose, um, The Night Before <laughs> Christmas, existed on an Amy Grant album. So <laughs> thank you for reminding me. Um, oh, that's so interesting. Okay. That's a good choice. That's a good oh, choice. Kudos, yeah, kudos. that is a good choice. And I, I like your flow so far. It's a lot – it's so much nicer than mine. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the songs you pick. Like, I would still want to listen yeah. to those. So, like, we'll, we'll see whose is the most uh, – uh, whose is the superior EP at the end. We should just make and share Spotify playlists after this of our EPs. I was going to share it uh, – save it for the end. But all of our EP playlists will be available on uh, Spotify for you to listen to and uh, rate. Well, good luck. Getting your Ocomo come yeah. manual. Good, good, good luck Maybe getting not my Southside Johnny. <laughs> we might have some trouble. That's okay. I, can, I have a substitute for Southside Johnny that you could throw in there. That's very similar. Um, okay, so I'm up. It's uh, Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Bing Crosby, followed by Please Come Home for Christmas by Southside Johnny, followed by Emmanuel by Amy Grant. I already hate myself, but that's okay. Um <laughs> And then, all right, this is my my fourth choice, and I I also have to defend myself on this one. Um, it's by Mariah Carey, but stop! It is not mm-hmm. it is not the overplayed um, Mar- Mariah Carey you hear Thank on the radio. Thank Christmas God. is you. Yeah, no, it's not that. It's not. Um, there's another one that's really popular that she sings, but this song. I think can only be sung by Mariah Carey and it gives if it doesn't give you chills at that like peak of her vocals at like the back half of the song I mean something is wrong with you (laughs) this this song oh my god it's Oh Holy Night Mm. and not only is this song just a beautifully written song from a lyrical standpoint I mean the meaning of Christmas hello but also I mean 1994 Mariah Carey, I mean, I'll use this word again, she slays. Um, And just there's – listen to it and get to the back half and you you will feel your hairs stand up on your arm because she just – she delivers and it's amazing and it's the – only person who can sing this song. And like like you guys had said with some of your other picks, I went through my iTunes and my Spotify and, you know, typed in Oh Holy Night and listened to different renditions and all of them are just kind of flat. They're just kind of half-baked. Um, you know, none of them seem to, like, give Christmas the, the, the weight it deserves. And her voice, she hits those notes and I'm just like, damn, girl. <laughs> is what is happening on Christmas Eve night and it's um I love it I will defend it I'll fight you guys but Oh Holy Night by 1994 Mariah Carey um in her Christmas album uh, that is my fourth pick nice nice <sighs> do I have to go oh, yeah God, you do right. last last yeah, one everybody s- scrape the okay. bottom of the barrel Michael so give me some time here I need to uh <laughs> a moment of silence for my EP yeah <laughs> 
So, well, I don't know. I'm I'm looking through my my backup list here. Um, Just hmm. use Tennessee Christmas and be done with it. Oh, you can't. <laughs> no, Amy, because you everyone has an Amy Grant pick. So, um, it's yours. So, I have kind of a safe choice, and it does fit. But, hmm. all right, yeah, I, I'm going with that one. Okay, so. A recap of where we're at. So my uh, EP starts off with a, the Christmas song by Nat King Cole, followed by the the twangy awesomeness of Carol the Bells by The Last Bison. Um, then with the hump of the album being Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas by Amy Grant, followed by the kind of jazzy Snap Your Fingers, O Tannenbaum. And lastly, to close this out, I'm going to throw in there Somewhere in My Memory by John Williams from the Home Alone soundtrack. Mm, um, very Again, nice. for kind of the same reasons that I was kind of discussing um, for the Charlie Brown Christmas special. Um, he truly creates Christmas music out of nothing. It's just like he, he comes up with it and it's just very nice. I don't know. There's not a whole lot of I can really say about it, but... Um, I love the choir at the end where they actually do the title drop and they sing somewhere in my memory. Um, and I really love, it brings me to great memories of watching that movie over Christmas time. Like, I remember being a little kid and loving the slapstick in that movie. And it just, I, I associate so much with like, you have no cares in the world. Hey, school's over. It's break. It's Christmas time. And so a ton of great memories of that. And I really love this song in particular off the uh, soundtrack because a lot of songs, um, have i think i'm using this word correctly have reprises of this throughout the entire soundtrack um of uh home alone and so a little bit of somewhere in my memory little like jingles kind of slip their way in there into the movie and it's kind of like the overall blanket song for the entire movie um and so for that reason i think it definitely encapsulates a lot of the feelings and memories and nostalgia i have uh, about being young during Christmas time, not having a care in the world, staying up late watching Home Alone and laughing at just how these Marv and Harry somehow survive. <laughs> Marv, that's right. As an engineer watching that movie, I'm like, the force is involved here. <laughs> like, oh, Doesn't reconcile. <laughs> oh my God. So a lot of, hey, you know what? A advice for any... Um, Physics teachers or engineer teachers, if you want to teach impulse momentum theory, put up that movie and slap some of those clips in there because you can really have some fun talking about <laughs> impulse and momentum with those clips. Um, I don't know. For those reasons, it definitely will close out and nicely tie the bow on my almost perfect EP. Thanks, Mark. Um, <laughs> and so, uh, so yeah, that 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 would uh, close out my EP is "Somewhere in My Memory" by John Williams. I have to go and listen to that because I'm like drawing a blank 
on exactly how that goes. You'll like the minute like the first couple notes go, you'll be like, oh yeah. And you are close. Uh, what John Williams does is it's a theme. He repeats the theme oh, throughout yeah. the soundtrack, and he does the same thing with Star Wars and uh, like Luke and Leia's theme and Yoda's theme and all different kinds of th- like light and dark themes. And, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. It's not. It's it's great to hear that applied to Christmas music. It really is. All right. So my last pick. All right. So. We've had a little journey here. We start off with Merry Christmas, Darling, then uh, a segue into Christmas Time is Here, the instrumental version, and O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, two very uh, quiet instrumental songs, um, the second one a bit colder than the, the last. And then we're starting to warm back up again with The Night Before Christmas, and I'm closing out with some unabashed levity. Uh, this is the 1959 single, uh, Perry Como's Home for the Holidays, always a favorite of mine and while this is a bombastic um uh like big band sort of song it and it doesn't fit in that respect it is very slow to start there's some like glockenspiel or some shit in the beginning um and, and that's the only instrumental besides perry singing and it slowly all builds up as all of the band starts joining into the song and uh it uh culminates in one of my favorite Christmas song climaxes and potentially even one of my favorite song climaxes of all time. Like I, that trumpet just goes crazy at the end. <laughs> and I love, love the brass at the end. For the holidays you can't beat home sweet home. For the holidays you can't beat home sweet And it's a great way to have a little fun. It's like Christmas Day is finally here. We made it through the night. We're partying. The slow start, uh, the buildup, and the grand finale with the brass, it's always been a favorite of mine. And I think it's the great way to close out an EP with some finality with that last brass beat and then silence. I think it's a great way to tie the bow on the uh, experience. Mm-hmm. Nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah, I have to go listen to that one, too. <laughs> I'm, like, making a little note. Because some of these, it's like, I, I think I know it, but I want to, like, remind myself of how When it you goes. said the, the the trumpet solo or the brass solo at the end, I'm like, oh, that one. I'm like, nice choice. Nice choice. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So um, I will close this out. And I was scared that you guys were going to take this, but it seems to have survived. Um, All right. So as a reminder, I've got It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas. Please Come Home for Christmas, Um, Emmanuel by Amy Grant, Oh Holy Night by Mariah Carey, and last but not least, um, I had a moment of fear, Michael, when you said this earlier, but mine is by a different artist, and I disagree with you on who sings it better, because I think Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas is best sung by Judy Garland from Meet Me in St. Louis. Um, Mm. And it's got, if you listen to it, the sound kind of like that putting on a record little fuzz um or coming through an old-time radio it it reminds me of the last scene in the christmas story movie where the mom Mm. and dad are like having a bit of brandy or whatever they're having and um you know snow is falling outside they got the big old-fashioned lights on the christmas tree which you know has tinsel by the way um (laughs) and they're like looking out and they have their arms around one another and they're just kind of cuddling and it's kind of like we did it. You know, we put on this beautiful Christmas for our children and maybe it wasn't what we imagined. And we had like some crazy dogs come and eat our Christmas dinner and 
end up singing Farara in a Chinese restaurant, but whatever. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they just kind of like sigh and have this moment together. And it's beautifully iconic, this Christmas night. And this is kind of what – in fact, I have to go back and look. This might be playing during that scene, but this is – that's the association I have in my brain. Maybe that's why. And I, I think that this is just go and listen to Judy Garland sing the song. It's um, it's short, it's sweet, um, and it's perfect. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. Next year all our troubles will be I like kind of a warm fuzzy, and that's how I like to close out my album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. Actually, this was uh, one of my backups. Oh, I, no kidding! I love this song. One yes. of my two backups, and uh, um, I wouldn't have been sad to have found a place to put this in because it was. It made me sad to have to take it off. It was. It, it is truly, in my opinion, I think I agree. My favorite. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Though I agree with Michael, I really do love Amy Grant's as well. But um, uh, yeah, great choice. Thanks, Mark. Yeah. All right. So that <laughs> that is the the wrap on our draft. So I thought we'd end with a little bit of fun. Um, you are allowed a short, <clears throat> Michael, amount of time <laughs> to um, say, you know, what will never be on your Christmas EP? Like what song or artist or just general like theme of music can you just not stand? And it's nails on a chalkboard to you. Um. I'm actually going to start with Mark on this one, because I have a feeling you already have an answer. Um, before you said, if you don't like this, something's wrong with you. <laughs> I have never liked Mariah Carey. It sounds like she's constantly trying to catch herself from falling on ice. That's not... No, I don't want to hear that. Especially during Holy Night. Holy Night is a quiet, peaceful song of introspection and it's it's a somber song it is and she's just like making the, this big to do with her falling on ice vocals and i just ugh. it's all about mariah mark i can't abide her i can't abide oh holy night <laughs> get rid of her Could, um... oh my gosh i'm gonna fight you <laughs> i love that song oh man all right well teach their own <laughs> so um uh, let's let's go to amy then michael's gone first this whole time what 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 is your you can do without song um, okay, anything by Pentatonix can just <gasps> yeah. go. I the acapella like glee craze. I I don't like I can't articulate why, obviously like I'm having trouble even saying this. I just I think it sucks and it's too campy for me. And I like it comes on and people are like, Oh my god, it's so good. You should like listen to their whole album and oh my god. So no, bad. No, no thanks. <laughs> yeah, no, they did a rendition of uh Fleet Fox's uh Wintertime Hymnal. Oh yeah. No. And I was like, What no. is this garbage? It's they, awful. It's so bad. We have this song. Let's take all of the personality and joy, suck it out of it, and have all of the comfort of a white lab room. Yeah, it's but it's people's voices, so it's cool and you should like it. And I just <laughs> I just it's a don't. piece of shit and I don't like it at all. Yeah, okay, I'm I'm glad we agree on something, Mark. 
yeah. No, I, I am actually so happy you could do without these so I can also be without them. Yeah, no. Any, yeah, I would say Pentatonix is the worst offender. Um, but really, if you search like Glee Christmas, that can go too. So. Goes without saying. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. All right, Michael. Hmm. I kind of have two. One's kind of a general category, um, and the other is a specific song. So I don't know where this song came from, but it's like I I appreciate it a little bit for its like humor. I'm like, haha. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of funny because it's like, what? Like, okay. And that's uh, Dominic the Christmas fucking dog. <laughs> It's like, oh, Christ, what the fuck? Um, I actually really like this song. And it's like, it it would frustrate me so badly because it would be like, 93.9, Delilah. It's like, oh, God. Like, you would have this this buttery smooth radio announcer and then just, like, Dominic the Donkey fucking kicks down your door and it's, like, trashes all your china and then goes out. It's like, oh, my God. So, yeah, Dominic the Donkey. I think it's Dominic's time that he, uh, he goes to the little barn in the sky. Yeah. <laughs> and so I would say Dominic, Dominic the Donkey for sure. And then as a general category of Christmas songs, I, I appreciate change and i think sometimes adding a modern take to things is important but in a general realm it's i'm sorry hip-hop you don't belong in christmas music just like you don't belong in country music stop trying to make it happen <laughs> like, it just <laughs> it's not does going not to work <laughs> like i'm looking at you the entire country industry <sighs> i don't know I, I need to get off my little soapbox here. But yeah, in, in summary, I could do without the freaking donkey and I could do without those like, have yourself a merry, merry Christmas. <laughs> it's like, oh my God. It's just It's like, yeah, we're cool kids and it's Christmas and it's the 80s. It's like, oh God, <laughs> Christ. Um, yeah. I, I will still stand by Dominic the Donkey. The sheer audacity of that <laughs> song existing is enough for me to like it. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I like you. I, I appreciate for like the joke of it. Trust me. Like for me, like I appreciate the joke. It's just it's like it's a little much. It always gets yeah. played at the wrong times. I think that's why it irks me. Mm. It's very jarring. You're yes. never prepared yes. for the donkey. You're never no prepared. One's ever prepared for the donkey. <laughs> if it came on like once a season. I think that would be one thing, but you're right. I feel like every time I turn on the radio and it's around Christmas time, never fails that that comes. It's like in the lineup. Yeah, as is tradition. <laughs> um, I'm gonna also append to one of my do withouts, and instead of doing without, I want this jettisoned into the nearest black hole. <laughs> do they know it's Christmas? Is a garbage song and it shouldn't exist. <laughs> do they know? Christmas. <sighs> hey, it's Christmas time. You should feel bad for being happy. You should feel bad for being comfortable during the holiday season oh, with your family. Geez. It's like, fuck you. Go away. <laughs> no one likes you. Oh, super fun. Well, guilt trip the Christmas song. <laughs> Mark, why don't you take us out of here? All right. Well, we have constructed some uh, more elegantly than others sorry michael um <laughs> our uh christmas eps and i think we all did a great job i'm looking forward to listening to all these as soon as uh uh we're done here and uh listeners you'll be able to listen to them as well um 
in mostly their entirety. I just need to figure out how to get Coming Manual by Gene Cotter in there. But um, in the meantime, I think it's time for us to sign off. So, uh, Michael, thank you so much for being with us. Thanks, and uh, I'll remember, Mark. I will remember. (laughs) (laughs) Watch your back, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And uh, Amy, thank you so much for being with us as well. Oh, it's it's been really fun. Um, now I'm, I already have like FOMO from my choices. <laughs> like I want to go back and make a second one. I, I'm sorry, you have FOMO, like fear of missing out on a good song. Fear oh, of missing mo. out. You guys, oh. you guys are old men. You got to get with like the times here. <laughs> you, you whippersnapper. <laughs> you and your 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 LOL text lingo. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's been really fun. Thank you for having me. And thank you, listener, for tuning in. All show notes will be in the post on badmusichurts.com and in the podcast show notes in your podcast app. Merry Christmas, happy holidays, and we'll see you next time. See you on the other side. So, Michael, tell me what your order would have been had I not come in like a wrecking ball. So, it would have been um, Christmas Song, Nat King Cole, Care of the Bells, Last Bison, Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas, Amy Grant, um, Christmas Time is Here, Charlie Brown Christmas, um, and then Oh Come, I'll Come, Emmanuel would close it out. Wow. 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 Holy moly. I literally plucked your last two songs yeah, in yeah. the order rough. they came. And that's, you know, you kind of expect someone to pluck your first few songs, but not your endings. Yeah, because, oh, like, yeah. had I known, I should have had some foresight to know that this was coming from Mark and would be on there, the O Come, O Come, Emmanuel oh, one, because yeah. it has no album art. It just is kind of like the odd one out in the playlist. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I should have had some foresight on that one, but... Wow. Um, I don't know, I'm still a little salty about the Christmas time is here instrumental. Wow. Yeah, yeah. so mine so I just in the heat of the moment and like the heat of the podcast, I totally went off my reservation. My original album was Cool Yule by Louis Armstrong. Um huh. Very jazzy, really cool. I mean, gravelly voice. And that was a good transition into Please Come Home for Christmas by Southside Johnny. And then I was going to go into Tennessee Christmas by Amy Grant, um, Oh Holy Night, and then Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas. Like my my last two were always like I knew those weren't going to change. But, Mm -hmm. you know, the third one was either Emmanuel or Tennessee Christmas. I knew I was going to have Please Come Home for Christmas by Southside Johnny, but the first one, whether that was like a classic like Bing Crosby or Cool Yule by Louis Armstrong, was kind of a toss-up. And so those – I'm very surprised at myself for choosing what I did. But I think like when you chose a really classic album or song as your first choice, that kind of like persuaded me to go the more classic route. No, no. I love love that song. That was a great pick. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, this was so much fun. (laughs) 